At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome in to the Lombardi line presented by DraftKings. Hour two coming at you from coast to coast. As always, our guy Michael Lombardi out on the East Coast at his office in Jersey. I'm Stormy Bonantoni live from Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. So much Super Bowl 58 talk ahead. So much to dive into as it pertains to the coaching carousel. And we'll have good friend of the show, VEASAN's own Will Hill, join us in about 30 minutes. But Michael, the big news of the day today is that Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson, who was largely considered kind of the bell of the ball as the young talent this coaching cycle is staying put in Detroit as the Lions OC. Big news today. Yeah, it's good news for the Detroit Lions. They get some continuity. We saw last year when the Eagles lost Shane Steichen to the Colts and then they lost Jonathan Gannon. They lost a little bit of their luster. They're trying to regain it now, bringing Vic Fangio back in, hiring to my man Kellen Moore to be the offensive coordinator. So these staffs are so important and Keeping a guy like Ben Johnson, knowing you're going to redo Jared Goff's contract, knowing you've got the nucleus of your offensive team coming back, and you also have draft picks to add to that team. So this is a really good good sign for them. And I think Ben Johnson knows that, look, they're going to be good again. He's going to get more offers. If he waits for the right job and with the right person, I think it's probably better off. And, and let's be clear here. Schefter's been reporting this for a while, that there was no guarantee he was getting the one. You know, the media has him getting one, but there was no guarantee he had one. And so he's better off just waiting for when he knows he's going to get it. He, you're in a group of people, and when you're in a group of people, there's no guarantee you're going to get it. I mean, look, Dan Quinn thought he was getting Denver, didn't get that. Dan Quinn thought he was getting Seattle. So far, he hasn't gotten that one. So I think it's really important that you wait to see when it's the perfect opportunity for you. And it will come again, assuming you're on a good team, right? Winning does matter when you get these offers. 
Yeah, I think it's huge for a Detroit Lions team that obviously ha had the most postseason success that we've seen from this team since they won a championship in 1957. And that was, of course, not in the Super Bowl era. So it was a huge year for Detroit and a huge get for them to keep such a bright, young offensive mind on their staff. The latest, by the way, from Adam Schefter, he reported about 20 minutes ago that Washington Commanders officials were actually en route to Detroit for their meetings with Ben Johnson as well as, uh, as Aaron Glenn. And they were very surprised um, to see that that meeting would not take place. But Commander's leadership, quote, remains eager to meet with Glenn, who is one of several candidates the team is expected to consider for its head coaching vacancy. Who now that I mean, Ben Johnson's out of this? Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Like, how, how are they interviewing? The, how are they not going to Nashville interview Mike Vrabel or fly into the, to, to Boston interview? But like, seriously, you haven't won anything in Washington. And all of a sudden, you're going to have a young general manager and you're going to take on a young coach? I mean, is this formula really going to work? If you're Washington, I mean, are you really? I mean, is this going to work? You can't get people in the seats now. You, you know, yeah, you got to put a fresh new gloss of paint on it. But people are going to be down on the franchise if you don't turn this thing around. How are you getting a stadium in downtown Washington without any appeal? Like, no. What are we doing? So, Michael, that's like, what I oh. want to ask you. Like, obviously, I, I just don't understand. Mike Rabel, the firing to begin with, I feel like this is a Tennessee Titans team that made a lateral move at best. It does not feel like an upgrade in the slightest from Mike Rabel. And then you have a, a coach in Bill Belichick who has the pedigree, who has the Super Bowls, who knows what it takes as a coach, and maybe just all of these organizations that don't want to give up too much control. It just seems odd to me that you have two outstanding coaches that have shown you what they can do and be, and you're just more interested in whatever the, the young, different option is. Well, how are you selling that you're trying to win when you won't even go talk to people? How do you even know that Belichick and, you know, Adam Peters worked in New England. He was an intern for Belichick. Like, he, you know, he was in the scouting department there back in 07. Like, how do you not go there? And everybody, well, you're just trying to help out your friend. No, I'm not. I, I, let's say Belichick out of it. Let's, why aren't you going to talk to Mike Vrabel? I don't really know Mike Vrabel. I know him to say hello to him. We know each other, but that's it. Like, why wouldn't you go talk to Mike Vrabel? You need a proven coach. you got an unproven general manager, and now you're going to hire an unproven coach with a team that has had no culture for five years that really has no accountability. Tom Brady was on Pat McAfee today. And all he talked about all day was accountability and how he said the league has very few teams with accountability. He's right. He's absolutely right. If the owners would listen to his conversation on air and accountability in most of these organizations doesn't occur because no one's really in charge. Who am I accountable to? Don't want to make it too hard on the players. Can't do that. Well, the two teams in the Super Bowl make it hard on the players. So with Belichick, is it that, or do you think a lot of it just comes down to age and that, okay, we're probably only going to get a couple years out of this this coach and it's not going to be <laughs> But, I mean, honestly, with the way that the turnover is in head coaches year by year, two to three years might be all you get anyways from whoever you hire. I, I mean, seriously, you're going to hire Aaron Glenn, you're going to hire Bill Belichick. Like I, say, I, I like Aaron Glenn, great guy. What are you going to do? Like, it, okay, well, Bill's only going to last for two years. Okay, great. Bring Bill in or bring Vrabel in. Vrabel's going to last 10 more years. What's wrong with that? You can go look at Vrabel and say, okay, here's how he coaches. Here's what he's done. To me, this is almost comical. It almost sends a message to your fan base. You're really not interested in winning. You're really not. 
I mean, if you're really interested, I mean, the Chargers finally woke up. Yeah. They hired Harbaugh. They hired Harbaugh's guy to be his general manager. They woke up, right? They, they got it right. They, they figured it out. These other ones, I mean, you really – I love Brian Callahan. Do you really think they got better going from an experienced Mike Vrabel to a young coach who's never called plays? Get back to me next year. Um, let's talk about that, though, uh, because we didn't get a chance to in the opening hour that Jim Harbaugh has his new general manager in Los Angeles. Yeah, I mean, and it was – look – when you hire Harbaugh was not going to take that job without somebody in personnel that he trusted that shared his philosophical beliefs with on how to build the team. He's not looking for a rubber stamp. He's looking for somebody who's on the same, who's aligned with his belief on how to build the team. So for me, I think it's a great hire. Now they can work together hand in hand, one-on-one, because remember what I've said many times, there's only two people in the organization that get paid to win. Everybody else can do a bad job or can can have a job that's okay and get another job. The people that get fired are the two people, the general manager and the head coach. And when they're in lockstop together, you got a chance to win. If you're John Harbaugh, are you upset? Hey, why are you taking my guy? Come on. Well, I, you know, he's got the Costa there. So he's, I'm sure John was instrumental in saying really good things about yeah. him. Fair. Um, I do love, by the way, the quotes from from Jim Harbaugh this week and all very expected. But college football was great. Winning a national championship is unbelievable. But college football does not have a Lombardi trophy. And it is a different right. it's a different type of thing. Uh, more coaching news that came through today. Uh, the Falcons have now finalized both of their coordinator hires under new head coach Raheem Morris, uh, bringing in a couple of guys that he trusts from the Rams. New OC Zach Robinson, who was the quarterback's coach and pass game coordinator. And then the update yesterday is that Jimmy Lake will be the new defensive coordinator for former Washington Huskies head coach and um, was a Rams assistant head coach this past season. Well, and he worked closely with, with Raheem. Now what's going to be interesting is Raheem going to call the defense or he's going to let Jimmy call the defense. I think that's going to be interesting to see. What they're going to run is the Sean McVay version of the West Coast offense. That's what you're going to get with Zach Robinson. And we'll see how that works out. You know, they're still going to need to get a quarterback. I mean, I think that's going to be the mm. key component. And they're going to have to get more speed on offense for all the talk about Arthur Smith not being a good offensive coach. Well, they don't have a lot of speed on offense. Again, Mac Hollins was their down-the-field player. Pitts is a mismatch guy that's not a mismatch guy. And London's a, a, a possession inside receiver. Robinson's great, but it's hard to make the back run the offense. And for both guys, first opportunity as NFL coordinators. So a big opportunity for them there in Atlanta. Meanwhile, former Atlanta Falcons head coach Arthur Smith is now the offensive coordinator with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And when I came into this conversation earlier today, I was saying, "Ah, I don't know how I feel about it. You actually think it's a really, really good get for Pittsburgh. Well, I mean, look, Pittsburgh wants to run the ball, right? They fired Bruce Arians years ago because he wouldn't run. The front office believes the ownership is what I mean, believes in a balanced attack. They want to be able to control the good. They know they're going to play good defense in Pittsburgh. They want to be able to run the ball. They want physicality to their team. They play in Pittsburgh, right? They play in Pittsburgh. They got bad weather. They got field, you know, all those things. And I think a play-action pass run game offense is what they're looking for. You know, and I think Arthur Smith can do that. I think if you watched him when he was the head, when he wasn't the head coach, when he was in Tennessee with the Titans, you know, they were always able to run the football. They were always very creative in the run game. They were always very good. They made plays. They were able to get the ball down the field and play action and run the football effectively. I mean, they were the number one. Last year in Tennessee, they were the number one team in rushing attempts. They were yeah. fifth in yards. 
You know, so and they were still 21st in yards per attempt passing. They got the ball down the field. So that's what he can do for them. And, I, and you know, look, let's judge him as an offensive coordinator, not necessarily as, as what he did in Atlanta. Because I think in Atlanta, the construction of the team was so bad. Like, they needed defensive help, and they're drafting a running back. Nobody made That made no sense to anybody. Jalen Carter went to school 60 miles from their facility, and they pass on him to take a running back who averaged less yards per carry than Algier did the year before. Yeah, so let's see what Arthur Smith can do with this talent like you referenced uh, in Tennessee. It was the top run game in the league, helped Ryan Tannehill get comeback player of the year in 2019. And with this group too, like I wonder about the quarterback position. Art Rooney, the team owner, saying this week that they have belief in Kenny Pickett but are hoping to re-sign Mason Rudolph, adding, we can't discount what Mason did and can't discount the fact that having competition at quarterback is good for everybody. But they also say if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. So I don't know what that means moving forward to Michael. That means they should keep looking. I that, agree. You know, Kirk Cousins will come for ninety million for two. Maybe they should think about that. Get that money, money, money. No, I yeah, that's you a, put that's Kirk Cousins on that team. You put that Cousins on a team. They're, they're good. I said that I, they should have traded for Cousins. I would have traded for Cousins. They, they could be good with him. Kirk Cousins is such like a sweet, nice person that the the black and gold. I I don't know if he's tough enough for. I'm just kidding. I think it'd be. It's you know. I, Stephanie's laughing in my ear because she agrees. I can feel it. We'll be right back on the Lombardi line. Talking Super Bowl MVP next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare zumo play is your destination for endless entertainment with a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels movies and full tv series you'll easily find something to watch right away and the best part it's all free love music get lost in the 90s with iheart 90s dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iheart radio music channels no logins no signups no accounts no hassle so what are you waiting for start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and google play stores today all you can stream with zumo play This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
With Omaha Steaks, you'll fall in love at first bite with their tender steaks, juicy burgers, air-chilled chicken, and more. You're going to love every bite. It's an Omaha Steaks guarantee. And for a limited time, when you go to omahasteaks.com slash vsin, you'll get four free air-chilled boneless chicken breasts and four free rich, juicy, boneless pork chops with your order. Minimum purchase may apply. We are back here on the Lombardi line alongside Michael Lombardi, Stormy Bon and Tony with you. And let's pick up where we left off on a little bit of that conversation <clears throat> as it pertains to the Pittsburgh Steelers and their quarterback situation. The latest news, by the way, offensive coordinator has been hired to replace Matt Canada. It will be Falcons former head coach Arthur Smith. But the quarterback position is a big question mark because Kenny Pickett in his two seasons in the league has had some flashes, but overall like a, a lack of consistency and has not put up anywhere near the numbers I'm sure that this offense was hoping that they would get from him. Right. And so the Pittsburgh's in the classic dilemma state, right? They have a quarterback. He's not really good enough. They pick too low to get one, right? And they don't know where they're going to go. And they have no cap room to sign one. So Pittsburgh has, right now, they need to make a few moves to get below the cap. They're $15 million above the cap right now. That's no big deal. You can rework contracts, cut players. That's fine. But to sign a Kirk Cousins, you're going to need substantial room because he's not coming for free. Now, would they be interested in Russell Wilson if he were let go by it, which is going to happen? Unless he reworks his contract, he's getting let go the second day of the league year or the first day of the league year. So um, I think that's the only fit you could see Pittsburgh. To me, they're bringing Rudolph back. Now, if I'm Rudolph's agent, I don't want to come back to Pittsburgh if they're going to go sign Kirk Cousins. Right. I don't want to go back to Pittsburgh if they're going to sign Russell Wilson. I'll go back to Pittsburgh to compete against Kenny Pickett. I got no problem doing that. But if you're going to pay somebody and sign me, that, that gives me no pathway to, to, make, it, to make it to the, the starting quarterback job. So they're in this dilemma that a lot of teams get themselves into because they don't have the answer at quarterback, and they drafted it. It's the same place the Patriots are in when they drafted Mac Jones, and now they need one, but they have the third pick in the draft. They can solve that in the draft. Pittsburgh can't get there to solve it. Yeah, and they've been in kind of this weird quarterback purgatory the last handful of years when Big Ben was on his way out and he had the mobility of a tree, essentially. And then you you draft That's Kenny nice. Pickett, who hasn't lived up to expectations. You look at this season, his numbers through 12 games prior to his injury, 62% completions, 2,070 yards, six touchdowns and four interceptions. Six touchdowns and four picks in 12 games for your quarterback? That's just, that's that can't be what you have. And then you have Mitch Trubisky, who goes over in the games that he started. He just ha- signed a two-year extension before this past season. And then you have why? Mason Rudolph. Why exactly? And then you have why? Mason Rudolph, who, smaller sample size, but in the, the three games that he stepped in prior to the playoffs and then obviously the playoff loss, 74.3% completion, 719 yards, three touchdowns, no picks in the four games that he appeared in. But I, I would still prefer to bring in a veteran, to your point. I think that's what they need to do is go out and get somebody that can take this offense to the next level because as their owner, Art Rooney, said this week, he's growing anxious and impatient about yeah. their lack of playoff success. Well, the window's kind of closing on them, right? Watt's still on his prime. They got, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick. They've got Patrick Peterson. They're good enough on defense. They just don't have enough juice offensively. And they need to get over that hump. They need to. And they've got skill players. Look, Arthur Smith's going to walk out to the first day of practice with Dante Johnson and Pickens and say, wait a minute, you got better skill players than I had in Atlanta. <laughs> and I was drafting skill pies, right? 
So then they've they've tried to repair the offensive line. They've done a better job there. It's the quarterback. So like if you plug in Kurt Cousins, they'll move the ball. Yeah. They'll move the ball with Arthur with Arthur Smith. They'll move the ball. He'll be they'll be good. They can't afford him, or maybe they can afford him, and they're going to have to create some cap room. If you put in Russell Wilson, could they? Could probably be. It'll be much better. If Mason Rudolph played like he did at the end of the year, is that going to be good enough? I don't know. I'm not sold that that I could go all the way in on that, right? But he did play well. So that's the dilemma Pittsburgh's in. And and hoping that it's going to turn around with Pickett is what Art Rooney is saying they're not going to do. They're not Mm -hmm. going to hope for it, right? I think that's the key thing. I think too often Atlanta offseason last year, we have Desmond Ritter. We don't need – Lamar Jackson. We're hoping he works out. How'd that work out? Arthur Smith's now coaching in Atlanta. Coaching in, uh, he's now coaching in, in Pittsburgh. Yep. Steelers won the Super Bowl in 08, played in the AFC Championship in 2010, but are 3-8 and eight in the postseason since their last Super Bowl appearance and have not won a single playoff game since 2016. Uh, now the team that knocked them out of the playoffs this year, the, the Buffalo Bills, it appears, according to NFL insider Peter King of NBC Sports, that he believes Stefan Diggs could be in for another offseason of some controversial headlines as it pertains to the restructuring of his of his contract. He said that um, Bill's general manager, Brandon Bean will likely quote, want to do major surgery on Diggs's deal, which as expected, based on what we know about Stefan Diggs, he will not be happy about said he's due for a cap number of 27.9 million next year, which for a player who didn't have a 100 yard receiving day in the last 13 games is quite excessive. Um, what, what do you think happens with the Stefan Diggs situation here? Well, look, the, the Bills are in tough cap spot, right? I mean, so Diggs is, counts $18.5 million in paragraph five. So Brendan Bean has one choice. He goes to him and says, I want to take some of your paragraph five and convert it into signing bonus. And when I do that, I'll lower your cap number of, thir- uh, of basically uh, of $27 million, right? I'll lower your cap number, but I'm, I'm putting it off for next year. And, he's, and so then he's got to go to Von Miller. Who's got a re- it's 17.1 million yeah. and his cap number's 23 point. And if he cuts them, they, they eat 32 million. They're 51 million over the cap as we speak right now. This is a, this is a big misconception about the Bills that they're this talented roster. Two of their highest paid players are really not good enough anymore. I mean, Diggs doesn't make enough plays anymore for 18 million to be the highest paid player. And it's going to be hard to go to him and take less money. And, and he's so, 30 years old now, too. And they've too. got so much acceleration that they're going to have to eat with both those contracts. I mean, between Diggs and Von Miller, that's $63 million of dead money if they cut him. How off, just like from you, I test, or maybe even what you've heard from people that you're in connection with in the league, like about this relationship with Steph Diggs and Josh Allen, because I know outwardly they've always come out in the press and said, oh, yeah, there's nothing there. It's just media being media, yada, yada, yada. But it feels like watching them that there's a disconnect. Yeah, there's a well, I think to me, you know, what Diggs, usually when the quarterback is great and the, the receiver, there's always harmony. Right. And I think to me, you know, there hasn't been that. I don't think Diggs has been able to match that level of play. Think about it. Think about what happened. They traded Diggs to Buffalo, and they used Buffalo's pick to pick Justin Jefferson. Not only did Buffalo not get Jefferson on a rookie deal, they paid to get Diggs. 
You do that when you're that close to get to the Super Bowl, and it hasn't gotten them there. So, like, this is going to be an issue. And to go to Diggs and say, you can go to Diggs and say, look, Stefan, we're going to take your 18-5. We're going to guarantee it all the way down to the minimum. We'll give it to you as a roster or signing bonus and lower your cap number. He got no problem doing that. No. If you go to him and say, well, 18-5, well, no, we're willing to only pay you $10 million. Good luck trying to have that conversation. Yeah, that's not going to happen for a guy that we already know has been as vocal as he as he is about a number of things. Yeah, but good the, luck. Yeah, good luck. Um, Buffalo, by the way, plus 950 already on the DraftKings odds board for next year's Super Bowl. The fourth shot on the board. And when we talk about these young quarterbacks, the young, very talented ones that we put out there as potential MVPs, Lamar Jackson about to win his second, and Josh Allen, who is still on the prowl for his first, but certainly has the talent and capabilities. Who do you think gets to a Super Bowl first? Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson? I think Baltimore is the more talented team. I think Lamar does. I really do. I mean, I don't think, look, they get Milano back. That's great. You know, they'll get some of their guys back. But I don't, I think everything that I hear and I watch on tape and I look at is Buffalo's a average team, below average team talent wise with a great quarterback, with a great quarterback, you know, like, they are not a great team. They have some good, they have a couple good players. I mean, they got pushed around by Kansas City. 22 minutes, 47 plays. Kansas City averaged 6.1 on the ground. They controlled the football for 37 minutes in that game. Now, you could say, well, they had a bunch of guys hurt. Well, a lot of teams have guys hurt too, right? So that's what a mark of a championship team. I think there's this, there's a few misconceptions. Dallas is really talented. They underachieved. No, Dallas overachieved last year. They're not as talented as we think they are. Buffalo is not as talented as we think they are either. Buffalo's really would be, if you put Mac Jones on Buffalo and put Josh Allen on New England, we'd be having a different conversation. Yeah, and like we were talking about in hour one with Will Brinson when he was on the show, the, the dynasty that the Chiefs are creating and have put themselves now to be in a fourth Super Bowl in five years, it's going to take a lot to knock them off of the mountain. So whose roster is more together? And, and to your point, it seems like it's the Baltimore Ravens right now, despite all the talk every offseason about how the Bills should be the Super Bowl favorite and Josh Allen should be the MVP favorite and yada, yada, yada. Where things sit right now, 49ers are the favorite for next year's Super Bowl, plus 550, followed by KC, plus 750, Bills 9-1, Ravens plus 950. Let's talk about this year's Super Bowl when we come back. VEASAN's own Will Hill is going to join us next, get some of his early thoughts for the title tilt. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Start your morning with a daily dose of winning strategies, insider tips, and the latest buzz with our free VSIN daily newsletter. In today's newsletter, we've got a preview of the prop tracker you can find in this year's big game betting primer available for download now. With more than 540 Super Bowl props already posted at DraftKings, our own Matt Devine has tracked results for the most popular props over the last 22 Super Bowls and has developed a rating system to quantify the value of the respective props betting line get that type of expert analysis as well as the latest odds delivered straight to your inbox absolutely free every day vcin.com slash newsletter is where you can subscribe we're going to get into some props now with our next guest will hill joins us vcin contributor host of the should have bet more podcast also part of the gambling group chat with chris felica's bear bets podcast with fox sports at not the will hill on x will uh, before we get into some of your official plays how do you 
get into the prop. I just said, like, there's over 540 props already out there and available. Where do you start? Are there things you're specifically looking for? Do you go into markets and scroll? Is it a game script thing? Where do you start? Yeah, it's an interesting question. I think when the the game is lined around Pick'em, there's there are fewer things that are mispriced, so it's actually not that great when it's lined around Pick'em. Uh, but one of the ones uh, we're about to talk about here is really just it comes down to basic strategy. If you like the overs, if you like the fun stuff, McCaffrey over, Mahomes over, um, you know, Debo Samuel over, bet that early. If you like the underweight, because most people are not betting Monday, Tuesday, 14, 13 days before the Super Bowl. They're going to sit down on their couch an hour before the game starts and take the overs then. Uh, and we can just get into one right now. Mahomes over 260 and a half yards. I, I mean, I, I like it, but that's not the reason I bet it. I bet it just because I think it's going to close uh, by the time the game starts. 270, 272. I just think nobody's going to bet under on Mahomes unless you're a pro and you're just going to grab a number late. So bet that now. Bet all the fun stuff now. McCaffrey over all the popular players, I think I should put it that way. Bet the overs early if you like the unders weight because these numbers all tick up. Kelsey, McCaffrey, anybody that's popular, if you like the over, bet it now. If you like the underweight. You know, and then and then let's talk about how we see the game going, right? Like where do we see this game? How do you think it's going to get played? And in the way it's going to get played leads you to the props, correct? Yep, absolutely. Uh, game script, how you think the game's going to go, all of that. It, it's interesting. These teams obviously played four years ago in the Super Bowl. It was the great 49ers defense against the great Chiefs offense. Now the 49ers have the better offense. The Chiefs have the better defense. So uh, th that's flipped in terms of that. These games, th these teams played middle of the season last year. The Chiefs buried them. It was right after the McCaffrey trade. So, I don't know what you take from the Super Bowl four years ago. I don't think much. It was Tyreek Hill was in the game. McCaffrey was not in the game. So these teams are very different. I don't know what you take from the game a year ago. This is interesting from a line perspective. Uh, people are going to want to bet Mahomes and Andy Reid. Uh, Andy Reid off a of bye. Hell, Spagnuolo off a of bye, who's become one of the better defensive coordinators, I think underrated. And, and people are just going to want to take Mahomes getting a point or two. But if this game were played a month ago, you, it would be San Francisco minus four, minus four and a half. So, like, do, do you value the fact that Kansas City's playing better and San Francisco has dipped and really should have lost now twice? Or you, you say that's an overreaction and that's only two weeks of data for each team and you think this is a cheap value on, on the 49ers? I tend to lean towards more of the fact that Kansas City's playing better. I'm going to get points with them. But I will say you're just – you know, it's crossed my mind. Hey, maybe this is a discount on the 49ers. If they played a month ago, you know, the 49ers would be getting over a field goal. The other thing that does factor in my mind that goes against that, uh, it might be possible the AFC is just better than the NFC. If you look at some of these cross matchups, I mean, the 49ers, four of their losses, or three of their four losses, and I don't count the, the final Ram game, three of their four losses against the AFC. They lost to P.J. Walker. Um, you know, the, the Cowboys got beat up by the Bills. Even the Dolphins, who beat nobody good, beat the Cowboys. Uh, the Ravens kill the 49ers. The Ravens kill the Lions. So the AFC head-to-head -head against the NFC is done better. So maybe the AFC is just much better than the NFC. Maybe there's a bigger gap in the conferences than we think. So I don't know. I threw a lot at you. Does any of that make sense? <laughs> any of that you agree with or disagree with, Lombardi? No, I, I kind of agree with you. I, I think to me, look, you got to use parallels. I, I think the, the, the concern you have is the way the 49ers are not dominating with their defensive line. I mean, if we're sitting here talking about their coverages, we're talking about anything other than who's going to block Bosa, who's going to block their Armstead, who's going to block Hargrave, and we're not talking about that, then you have to lean yourself towards Kansas City because if they can't get pressure, I mean, Goff was flawless in the game. And when he had to move a little bit, that's when it got problems. Well, Mahomes, if he moves a little bit, 
it's still not a problem. Yeah, and, and how much did we talk about it last week, too, on the show, just talking about this Chiefs team in general? Like, everything, when you look on paper, the Chiefs against the Ravens, it's player for player, the Ravens are the better team, they should win this game, this line makes total sense why it's going the direction that it is, but it's still Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, and they just find ways to win in this spot. And now we know the record of Patrick Mahomes as an underdog, now 11-1-1 ATS. He's won 10 of those outright, including each of the last two games. Uh, but let's keep going into some of these props that you like, one of which is one of the higher bet props already here to start because of what Brock Purdy did with his legs in the conference championship game is a low, over 11.5 rushing guards. You think he's going to continue to use his legs in that spot and get some of those first downs? Yeah, you always have to sweat out the kneel downs with these, which do count, which sometimes, hey, there's a small margin for error with these props. But look, he ran for, I think, three for 54 last time against, or his last game against Detroit. He used his legs against Green Bay. Um, I'm curious what Lombardi thinks in terms of the X's and O's and if Kansas City is going to blitz, if that leads Purdy to uh, to drop back and you know get rid of the ball quicker or run more under pressure. But to me, this is just a low number, a number that's going to get bet up. I like the, uh, the over rushing yards. I just think this is mispriced a little bit where Purdy runs more than people think. He's a little more athletic than people think. So uh, over 11 and a half rushing yards just looks a little low to me. I, I think he's going to because they're going to play man-to-man. I, I think there's no question they're going to play man-to-man. They play man-to-man against Baltimore. They spied Lamar. Look, if you go back and watch that game and you can say whatever you want about Purdy, he ran away from Brian Branch on the long run that ultimately got him down there to tie the game at 24. I mean, that was a hell of a play. Went up into the pocket. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think they will. I'm sure they'll they'll want to control him in the pocket at first with their rush. If he starts to run too much, they'll have to put a spy on him. I don't think they'll put a spy on him to start off with. This isn't Lamar, but I do think they're going to have to be concerned about it at some point. They're going to try to pressure him inside. That's going to be the key. They're going to pressure him inside and try to force him to throw the football outside the numbers. And let's keep it rolling here. Another one you like, Will. KC to make the longest field goal, minus 120, which I love because, as I've made very clear, Jake Moody is not my favorite person on the planet at this point. But Harrison Butker, really, really solid, and the price pretty cheap for what I think that he'll be able to do in this game. Yeah, if you're t- if you're torn between the game, which I kind of am, I think the kicker kickers matter. Look, we we've seen it. If you don't, if you trust your kicker too much, or you don't trust your kicker, we can that can be the difference between playing the next week and not. Uh, Moody's missed kicks in three straight games. He missed two against Cleveland. He missed one at the buzzer that cost him a game. I don't even know if you get to 47, 48 plus, do you even try it with him if it's fourth and two? Meanwhile, Bucker, you're not going to rattle him. Moody's a rookie. Bucker's been in this game a bunch of times. He's made a kick to tie the AFC title game 2018 against the Pats. Bucker's not going to be unnerved here. He's got a big leg. Moody, there's some trust issues. So team to make the longest field goal, I think this is a good bet. Chiefs minus 120. I think the Chiefs make the longest field goal. I think Moody's an issue going into this game. I didn't really understand why Gould was let go. I was was always a Robbie Gould fan. So uh, to me, if this game comes down to a Moody kick at the end, I'd be very nervous of a 49er fan. He's an issue for me. Well, I mean, Moody was let, let, let Gould was let go because of the salary cap. They tried to get okay. a cheap. They used to invested a third round pick in this kid, yep. and he was the best kicker. I mean, you asked Jim Harbaugh who was the best kicker he's ever had, Moody. But I'm with you. He hasn't been able. They all go through it. I mean, you lived through it with Carlson when you were the Vikings. They cut him, and he's yeah. one of the best kickers in the league. These guys go through these periods of where they don't make anything. I mean, it's cost the the Patriots lost a couple games because of their rookie kicker. They should have changed him out. Nick Folk was better, but you try to get a cheaper kicker, and this is what you end up getting. So I I do. I I think Buckner's automatic where you got Moody. I would be scared to death, and it's not Kyle's nature to go for it on fourth down as much. Nope. 
He drives me insane. Um, I know that our good friend Wyatt here, who's been listening in the control room, is a Michigan guy, and so he's does not like the Jake Moody slander, but it's it is what it is at this point and we got to live with it but will um another thing though when you talk about being a little bit split on the game potentially and trying to find value where you can get it a lot of people find that the mvp market is a place where you can get better numbers if you think you have a good read on things have you dived into that market yes i think there's one out there i like if you shop around you can find debo at 38 to 1 for debo samuel to me this is primarily a quarterback award, but it's not like the regular season MVP where it's exclusively a quarterback award. Uh, Edelman won it five years ago. Cup won it. So you can win it as a non-quarterback. And to me, the fact that Debo can run, he's got 1,000 career rushing yards, 19 career rushing touchdowns. That's a way to get production that's detached from the quarterback. Because if you have a big game receiving, well, the quarterback might get credit for it. So chances are a quarterback wins. But if anyone other than a quarterback can win, to me, Debo, with all he can do, his playmaking, playmaking ability, 38-1 uh, to 1 is just a great price. Plus, two weeks to heal for the shoulder. He should be good to go. Where'd you find that at, that number? Uh, on Another book. I'll text okay. you. I can I can tweet okay. it out. I don't want to wink, get in wink. Here. No, no, it's good. I'm just but that's a good reminder. Shop around because we saw on the odds board um, right there that at DraftKings right now that's sitting 20 to one. But if there's other options available and you can get nearly double that, try to find the best thing for you. Will, you're the best. Thank you so much. All right, Thanks, see you guys. Will. Thanks for having me. Will Hill at not the Will Hill on X, and make sure you check out the Shoulda Bet More podcast. You can download it wherever you get your podcast. We're gonna step aside, but I like that theme of the Super Bowl MVP conversation. Let's revisit that when we come back. Who Michael thinks could be some of the best bets? At Bet three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code VSIN. New customers can bet $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58. Again, use that code VSIN, V-S-I-N, DraftKings Sportsbook, 
the crown is yours. We are wrapping things up today on the Lombardi line. Michael Lombardi and Stormy Bonantoni with you. And let's carry over a little bit of our talk that we had with Will Hill moments ago regarding Super Bowl MVP. But instead of just throwing up the odds board and looking at who we like, who we don't like. I kind of want to go position by position a little bit, Michael, if that's okay with you, we can break it down that way. Sure. Do whatever you, whatever you say, Stormy, whatever you need me to do, we'll do it. You got it. Thank you kindly. Well, let's start with, with the quarterback position um, because the quarterback has taken home the hardware 32 times in the 57 Super Bowls. Patrick Mahomes is your favorite after winning the award last year at plus 120. The last six seasons, the MVP favorite has won twice. Both happen to be Patrick Mahomes. Then you've got Brock Purdy there at plus 225, who, despite being the quarterback of the team that's actually favored to win the game, is a longer number. And if San Francisco closes as the favorite, Michael, he'll have the longest odds of a quarterback on the favored team to win a Super Bowl since 2005. And he won't get the MVP no matter what happens. I mean, let me ask you this question before we start going position. Who would you have given the MVP to in the Baltimore Kansas City game on Sunday. If that were the Super Bowl, who would have gotten it? Well, I feel like probably Patrick Mahomes or Travis there Kelsey. Like, but yeah, like, yeah, you could you could throw Kelsey in there for the day, type of day that he had. But yeah, probably they probably the give it to Mahomes. First half he had, right? The first half he yeah. had, yeah. What do you think? Okay, so keep. Well, I think you're right. Keep that in mind as we go forward, because as great as the Chiefs played on defense. There was nobody that stood out that said, oh, he's the MVP. They didn't get, you know, Chris Jones didn't get eight sacks. I mean, it takes a lot for anybody on defense to win the award. Yep. Von Miller, the the most recent, and his performance in that Super Bowl against the Carolina Panthers is one that's going to go down as one of the greatest single defensive player performances in Super Bowl history for the things he did with the forced fumbles. I mean, the famous play of, of uh, Cam Newton not diving on the ball. Well, yeah, Von Miller was the one who forced that play to happen. Um, but let's stick to quarterbacks here for a moment because you are dead on. This tends to be more of a quarterback award than any other position, although there are some other positions that have potential. Patrick Mahomes and Brock Purdy. Um, obviously, this is going to go down with who you think is going to win the game ultimately. But with the odds on Brock Purdy being so long, you, you said already nothing's going to happen to win Brock Purdy this award. Do you, do you really believe that, that he couldn't do anything to win this just because of the narrative around him? I think to me, it's just that he has a hard time cre- creating momentum. Okay, let's reverse that. Who was the MVP of the San Francisco uh, uh, Detroit game. I would have given it to Purdy. Do you think you, he would have gotten it? You have to. For that second half, you have. You would yeah, have I, to. I agree. I'm a Purdy guy, but there's so many non-Purdy people out there. I don't know if that's correct. But anyway, you know, <laughs> I, I would say, yeah. I mean, look, he's going to have to play lights out for him to get the award. Okay. Uh, a quarterback, again, has won three of the last four as well. Cooper Cup won it with the Rams. But I think the most obvious choice is the next one on the odds board for San Francisco, should they win it, in Christian McCaffrey, who's plus 475. So would you rather take a plus 475 Christian McCaffrey or, sticking with the running back position, a 30-1 to that's available on Isaiah Pacheco? Uh... I would take. I would rather have McCaffrey because if Pacheco plays good, they're still going to give it to Mahomes. <laughs> they're still going <laughs> to give it to Mahomes. I mean, it's it's a valid argument. They're going to say that the reason he played good was because of Mahomes. I mean, you know, they're going to say the reason he played good was because Mahomes threw him a pass. Or you know, it's all going to come. If, if Pacheco is a big day. 
and the Chiefs win. Now, the Chiefs aren't I – mean, Mahomes isn't throwing it like Bob Greasy did in the Super Bowl 12 times and Zonka and Mercury Morris are running it. That ain't the offense. So, yeah, that's a hard one. I, I'd say, you know, they're still going to give it to him. I wouldn't, yeah. play, I wouldn't play Pacheco, although I love Pacheco. I think he's great. Well, and with McCaffrey, too, just to show the respect that oddsmakers are giving him versus Brock Purdy, plus 475 is the shortest odds for a non-quarterback since Marshawn Lynch in 13 and 14 in those Super Bowls for the Seahawks. And a running back has not won Super Bowl MVP since 1997, Terrell Davis. There were two running backs in the 70s, two in the 80s, three in the 90s, and none since the turn of the century. Yeah, I mean, it's just hard. Now the running backs don't really impact the game the way they did then, and they weren't winning it then. But what's good about Christian McCaffrey, obviously, is that he's not just your prototypical running back. He is that right. dual threat, multi-dimensional type of a talent. So I agree. I would rather have that plus 475 in pocket. Also, a tight end, Michael, has never won Super Bowl MVP, but... We've got a couple of great ones in this game. And as you just asked me about the conference championship, I could have made an argument for Travis Kelsey and some of the things that he did in that game. Do you think that Travis Kelsey or George Kittle would be a worthwhile bet to have in pocket? Kelsey 12 to one Kittle 60 to one. Yeah, I think both of them would be because both of them are going to get the ball. Both of them can make critical plays. And look, you know, if you're on if they don't want to give it to Purdy in San Francisco and, Kel and, and Kittle has three touchdowns, they're going to give it to him, even though typically they give it to the guy who throws it to him, right? But to me, I would. And, and look, you could easily make the case last week that there was some incredible plays by Kelsey. I mean, Mahomes tries to throw an interception on that, whatever he threw over, the, yeah. over his back, and Kelsey made one hell of a play on it. So you got to give it to him. And we talk about Travis Kelsey not being, you know, his normal self throughout the course of the regular season, but in the playoffs, he's on a run right now of 16 catches on 17 targets, 191 yards and three touchdowns. The last two games, he broke Jerry Rice's record for postseason receptions. And if there were to be a tight end to break the curse of no tight ends winning Super Bowl MVP, I think it would probably be Travis Kelsey again, 12 to one, the price from that standpoint. And George Kittle, he wasn't really used a whole lot last week. And I said it earlier in the show, I think he's going to need to be, they're going to need to make sure they're getting those throws to George Kittle over the middle, that big play, his like 20 plus yard plays this season, the number of, I can't remember off the top of my head what it is, but it was absurd how many he had as a tight end. Right, and I keep waiting for them to use McCaffrey more in the slot, right? Yeah. Like, I, I, I love the McCaffrey's over-receiving yards last week, but it was really fortunate because he caught a check down, he caught a flat route, and he broke two tackles and got a bunch of yards on one play. But I was expecting him to line up in the slot with another back in the backfield, kind of creating that matchup where we saw Kansas City take Pacheco and line him out wide and say, okay, are you in zone or man? Can you cover this guy? Like, to me, that's really the hard part about McCaffrey. When he lines up, away from Kittle and by himself, and they've got to put a linebacker on him or they're going to put the corner out there and declare their play. That messes up Spagnola's whole, all of his blitz calls because he's got to, he's got to go cover him somehow. Um, let's get into the wide receiver position here real quickly. Um, there have been two wide receivers to win MVP in the last five games, Cooper Cup and Julian Edelman. And as we'll throw this graphic on the screen here, Julian Edelman, you'll also see, is the last player that's been a double-digit number to win. And the last, what is that, five, six, 
seven, last seven Super Bowls, the only double-digit winner in that span. But for the 49ers, would you rather have a Debo Samuel like Will Hill was talking about having in pocket at anywhere from 20 to 1 to 35, 38 to 1? Or Brandon Ayuk, who's an even bigger number, is 60 to 1? Who would you rather have in pocket for San Francisco? I, I think I'd rather have Debo. I mean, I think I'd rather – I think Debo could win it, right? Yeah. I think it could be, to me, Debo at 20 to 1, 61. I know it's a long shot, but to me, Debo is so good with the ball in his hands and he breaks so many tackles. Like it's really, he, he's so good that he takes a five yard pass and turns it into a long one. That's why I think 21 is still a good number for him. What about on the Chiefs side of things? Any uh, you already said your argument for Patrick Mahomes, so it's you. You probably don't even care. You don't want either one of them. But Rasheed Rice, I can't Rice. see him giving it to. Maybe they'll give it to Tony. Maybe we're completely wrong about Tony, and he's going to come in like Willis Reed off the bench and just win the game for him. I mean, maybe he'll do that. Well, and even, then of course he'll get the award. Even when he had the five-yard touchdown in last year's Super Bowl that ended up being so important, still Patrick Mahomes' award. So let's not even bother with that business. I still can't believe the the that. For somebody who has had the issues that he has and has really like no involvement in the Chiefs getting to this point, that he's causing all of this outside noise around the team. It, it, well, that's just him. I mean, you know, it's it's it, like you said. I mean, you saw it. it. It's it's all about the the show, right? It's all about the show. Yeah. Okay. If you had to have just one one player in pocket for Super Bowl MVP, who would you want? Uh, I would probably want. McCaffrey, just because I think if he does something unique, they can't wait to give him an award. Yeah. Going to be, you would assume, Offensive Player of the Year this year. I think very, very deserving if that was the case. But again, plus 475, the shortest odds for a non-quarterback since Marshawn Lynch. That's a wrap for today. I feel like with all the news we had and like getting excited about the Super Bowl, the show went by a lot faster than usual. I mean, it always goes by fast, but really quick one today. Thank you, Stormy. Awesome. We'll yep. see you tomorrow with your picks, right? Oh, yeah. Locked and loaded. Don't you worry your pretty little head. We'll be back tomorrow, same time, same place. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.